All right, guys, welcome to the Property Profits Podcast. I'm your host, Bryce Kaminsky, filling in for Dave Dubow. And have you ever thought about turning your passion into a thriving real estate venture, even in the face of challenges? Today, I've got Josh Martin on the show, who, along with his partner, transformed from stoners to successful real estate investors. They conquered the rising interest rates, navigating their first fixer-upper, and now have valuable insights to share. Welcome to the show, Josh. Excited to in you know dive into this journey with you uh, how are you doing today good thanks for having me bryce yeah no problem for the people at home listening uh he's already got the christmas tree i mean we are like you know we're, we're almost there it's it's coming quick so tell me yeah. you you started there's some like background that we want to touch on in a bit but why real estate like you could probably done anything else what what got you excited about it and uh you know, before the show you'd mentioned, took you a little bit while to pull the trigger. So tell people a little bit more about that. Um, real estate was something that I didn't even think was going to be in my future. It was uh, something that, you know, my wife and I just work hard every day and save our money. And we happened to be looking at some YouTube videos and I saw a clip of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which mm -hmm. led me to listening to the audio book. And it just kind of opened my mind up right there and started reaching out to, you know, different channels, bigger pockets, and then mm -hmm. really started understanding that uh, real estate was the way to become financially free and get our time freedom back. And that's what we yeah. wanted. So, um, yeah, we just, we just did what everybody did. We jumped into all as many YouTube videos as we could, and it was about all about real estate and, it takes you into so many different directions. And when we heard about house hacking, we figured that was the one for us. Let's focus in on that. Let's buy ourselves a duplex and live in one side and have a tenant help us with the other side. And uh, once we just got into all these videos, there was a couple of people that we really kind of dug into and followed them and just kind of followed their footsteps. But um, that was kind of, what started it uh, was uh, the rich dad, poor dad. It, it was a mind change for us because I didn't even know real estate was a thing mm -hmm. and uh, that we can go down this path. And uh, yeah, that was the beginning of it right there. So you mentioned before the show that you spent some time thinking about it. You know, a lot of people uh, tell a similar story like uh, I got I started thinking about it, but it took me a while to like pull the trigger. Uh, tell people a little bit about that. Yeah, the we weren't sure until we found really, you know, it's just like like everybody else out there. You're going to get all this information. You're going to doubt it. And that's kind of what we were doing. And uh, as soon as we latched on to, again, a couple of these real estate investors that we believed in, um, we actually reached out and tried to talk to them, had a couple meetings with them. And we were like, all right, this is this is this is going to help us pull the trigger. Yeah. So what, what we did was we started realizing that the more people we talked to, the more comfortable we were going to be. And so we got that whole, you know, you got to get on, you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And for us, it's hard to reach out and just talk to people like that. And um, once we did, it just got us comfortable and we were able to pull the trigger as far as, Figuring out what we were going to do. One of the things was we lived in California and we were not able to qualify for anything in California where we were living. Mm -hmm. So uh, we started looking around different places and uh, Washington, where we're at now, 
seemed like a great place. This is where we were running numbers on places and we were like, okay, this could be it. And at that point, once I talked to my wife and she was on the same page, we both decided to just go for it. We drove up to Washington. We had a meeting with one of the investors that um, I had met on one of the you know YouTube channels. And um, that was it. We springboarded from there really quickly. Uh, we decided, okay, we got boots on the ground in Washington. This guy was an ex-cop up here for 15 years. So he knew the landscape, mm-hmm. all of the areas we wanted to be. And uh, so we made friends and we finally pulled that trigger and we just moved up to Washington and we were able to start saving quite a bit of money each year just from the move to California and the rentals, the bills and everything right there. Mm-hmm. So that actually helped the springboard even quicker to save money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the cost of living, it, it can definitely vary from state to state. So where does where does the, um, you know, you put in into the the interview there uh, to get on the show. How does this stoners thing play into this whole real estate journey? Um, Well, for us, I decided to use the handle REI stoners because we got into real estate investing, obviously, and we're a couple stoners and we didn't want to shy away from that. Um, You know, we also kind of wanted to let people know that if a couple stoners can do this, you know, I guess, you know, you can probably do it too. And, uh, you know, the, the reason we're, we call ourselves stoners is because we were, you know, growing and manufacturing for a while until we actually got arrested for it. And um, we paid our dues for that. But my wife has epilepsy. And while we were, you know, manufacturing, some friends of ours told us that that could help her with her epilepsy. And she went from having a seizure about once to twice a week to uh, now it's been about five years that she's been seizure free because of THC and the oil that we were making for her. Mm. And um, so that's why we, you know, like this handle REI stoners for the real estate investing. My wife actually has her own handle uh, seizure free on THC. Mm-hmm. That's the handle she goes by and we're proud of it. You know, we don't want to shy away from it. Um, it's just part of our life. So now that you've you're still working, uh, you finally, I guess you had mentioned uh, that you finished fixing it, and now you're waiting to place a tenant in there. Is that correct? Yeah, actually, when we bought this property, um, we had been looking and looking, and it was it, it was tough to find the properties. We were actually our buy box was uh, we were looking for two ones because that was about what we qualified for, and uh, we just even that wasn't really popping up and this was a three one and it popped up at under 500. So we were just, we were amazed Mm -hmm. and it was just looking all the time to see, you know, the houses in our buy box and constantly doing the homework every single day Mm -hmm. is kind of what helped us get there. Yeah. Well, you know, the house hacking thing is really emerging as the cost of living is increasing, um, you know, globally, I would say, um, what are your what are your plans uh, beyond this thing? You know, are you getting property management? Are you guys going to be placing your own tenant? I mean, they pretty much are living next door, so it might yeah. be a good idea to uh, to place them yourself at least on this one. Yeah, we're definitely going to do it uh, ourselves on this one, and we're going to be property manage ourselves. We want to we want to understand what we've jumped into since this is our first property. Mm-hmm. We want to stabilize the unit. Uh, right now, there was a lot of repairs to be done when we bought it because we bought it so low. Um, you know, we we knew that we were able to actually get um, some negotiations with the price. Uh, you know, with the owner to help out and fix some things. So 
So it definitely benefited us now that it's fixed and repaired. Uh, yeah, this is our first step is trying to get a tenant in and trying to, you know, present our ad the way, you know, that we want to get it so that people will come and we have a particular criteria we're looking for and we're not budging on it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it might take a couple months, but we're going to sit here and Again, it's winter time in Washington. We've heard this is kind of a bad time, but you know we're going to buckle down. We can afford to pay our own mortgage right now, and um, you know once we get a tenant in, it'll actually be better for our pocketbook. So, yeah, worst case, uh, you know what's what's worse is putting the wrong tenant in. So you you got you got the uh, the idea correct because it really is like you put the wrong person in there it could cost you way more than a, a few months of uh, paying the mortgage. So. Yeah. What are what are your plans uh, moving forward for maybe the next acquisition or the business as a total? Um, well, now we got an FHA loan on this one, and uh, we've heard that now they have the five percent conventional that we can do, but it still requires quite a bit of saving. Now that we've used a lot of our money to um, you know rehab this place, mm -hmm. so you know now we still want to buy properties. We don't want to wait a couple years until we buy another one. So yeah, now we're actually trying to understand uh, seller financing, how to reach mm -hmm. out for private money. Um, you know, some of the things that we weren't really paying attention to right off the bat, because we just wanted to get our first house hack. So yeah, mm -hmm. we're going to try to move in that direction now. Yeah, definitely. So um, when you move, are you planning to like move out of that one, rent this one out and go to another duplex? Or what's your next, what's your next target, do you figure? Um, we're going to stay in the area, but we don't know exactly. We're just going to see what we can find. If I can have my agent seller finance something with me or if I find somebody, it just depends on what deal kind of comes mm -hmm. across the table at that point in time on what we might do. So you mentioned earlier that you're interested in um, scaling quickly. Um, have you started educating on, you know, because you went down the YouTube path. Uh, yes. Have you started educating yourself on... Uh, raising capital on the YouTube side? Um, not raising capital. We've been learning more about seller financing. I've been mm -hmm. following a couple guys, Cody and Christian, that are really into seller financing that have helped me out quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I actually sat down and had coffee with them. And, you know, again, I'm trying to get, be comfortable being uncomfortable talking to different people. And these guys were pretty much what I felt outside of my league, but they sat down and had coffee with me. And, you know, talk to me about seller financing and, um, you know, was able to open my eyes to what else is out there. So I was pretty excited to understand about seller financing. And now, um, again, I'd like to, you know, like what you were just saying is understand about um, how to approach somebody to borrow money from them. And that's just something that is even more uncomfortable for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it it can be a little nerve wracking, you know, but I say this on a few podcasts once in a while, but fear is, uh, a, it's not real is what my mentor said to me. He said, fear is not real. It's the unknown that we're afraid of. We're not afraid of the dark. We're afraid of what we can't see in the dark. So, you know, shedding some light on that situation will probably help you feel a lot better about raising capital. Now, yeah. um, you know, you mentioned moving. Um, that must have been, you know, as well as, you know, investing in real estate, that must have had you guys feeling pretty nervous moving out there. Yeah, a bit. We weren't sure uh, what to expect coming out here. That's why we actually, um, before we moved out here, we came out here, stayed for a week. 
Uh, I mean, obviously, Washington's a big place. So we kind of mm -hmm. pinpointed a few areas before we left just to kind of look around, made a couple appointments with, like I said, some investors just to meet up with them up here and, you know, get, you know, their idea and uh, of where we should be, what we should do. And we were just trying to piggyback off of other investors because that was kind of some of the information we were getting on YouTube, you know, find somebody that you want to be like and do and at, talk to them and see if they'll give you information. And what we found is there's a lot of investors that are willing to help you out and give you all this free information. So mm -hmm. if, you know, anybody out there is listening, feel definitely reach out to people because they want to help you. Yeah. A lot of us feel like, uh, I wish someone would have told me that, you know, so there's a lot of like, uh, paying it back because we all get a hand up, um, as we uh, climb the real estate ladder. So what would you ideally like to see, let's say in five years? Uh, in five years, I'd really like to see us having, at least a few more properties under our belt. I mean, I, I'd like to say at least we have four properties. I don't, you know, however many doors it is what it is, you know, if we can get a quadplex or something, you know, that's something that, that we've been trying to, you know, figure out how can we get something bigger? Like, you know, we talked about scaling up. And so, you know, we don't really want to get another duplex. We'd like to get something bigger, even if it's commercial and we can work with somebody and, you know, find somebody to partner up with if we find a good deal, you know, we're willing to do everything. So, Right now, it's just doing a lot of homework and understanding what's out there for us and, you know, what we can do. Yeah. Well, they say however much time you give yourself is how long it'll take. So if you decide yeah. that it's four, four properties in five years, you can definitely do it. If it's uh, 50 properties in two years, you could probably do that, too. So um, I love the uh, the idea of going to the larger uh, multifamily. Then you would move into it, something like that. Yeah, we would definitely house hack that and uh, keep moving on. And and that's, you know, if we can use another FHA loan, you know, we refinance out of this one, you know, it's it's all about variables on what actually happens. If not, you know, like I said, and we find a partner that's willing to get in there, I mean, we're willing to take a percentage of a property if we find it and we can get our foot in the door with someone else. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so as far as... Um raising capital you haven't started it but you're still thinking about it you haven't like started approaching people about the idea just yet no not just yet but um i actually am going to a um there's a there's a guy on youtube that i follow michael zuber and he's having a big event in vegas and uh there's going to be a bunch of investors there so i bought tickets for it this is going to be the first time i've ever gone to one of these and i'm just looking to again, get uncomfortable over there and meet some people and, you know, just start talking to people. And that that's where it all starts right there. So yeah, I like that. I like your motto, get uncomfortable. We get a t-shirt, get uncomfortable. Right. That really is the name of the game. You know, there's no, there's no growth in the, in the comfort zone. So um, do you feel like, you know, that, do you feel like that I'm just going to go, I'm going to bring it on the table. Do you feel like the criminal record section is going to hold you back or do you feel like you've come to terms with that? Oh, no, not at all. At first I really thought it was going to hold me back from jobs, from everything. But I mean, immediately I was able to get lab jobs in the industry because it was cannabis was legal at that point. So, yeah. um, you know, I was able to get a couple lab jobs legally and, uh, yeah, it was, it was not anything that really bothered me. My cousin's a lawyer. So I hit him up and asked him some questions and he made me feel comfortable about it. And, um, 
basically once I was off probation, I was able to get it expunged. And uh, again, I got a few jobs that were big corporate jobs like Frito-Lay and they didn't even look at it. So, um, and even when we bought this house, you know, there's, I, I mean, obviously it's gone off my record now, so uh, it didn't really matter. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it's definitely, um, you know, it's funny how one day it's, it's uh, you're getting arrested the next day uh, you're getting hired. So, um, you know, it, it, it's all, uh, it's all in cycles and I'm glad that you've, uh, been able to overcome that. And, you know, you've been able to use that for the wife and, you know, congratulations on solving that because I imagine that would have been super challenging. And so, oh, very, um, yeah. yeah, you know, proper real estate can, can take you for as far as you want it to go. And it sounds like you guys are well on your way. Um, if people want to connect with you guys and want to reach out, they want to know more about your journey. Uh, how do they do that? Where should they go? Um, on Instagram, we're REI Stoners. And uh, on YouTube, we're also REI Stoners. And my wife is uh, Seizure Free on THC on Instagram and YouTube as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, you know, I, I think that if you're listening at home and you're looking for some inspiration, uh, Josh here's got a few nuggets in that uh, if you missed it, you're just going to have to listen to it on the replay. I appreciate the time, Josh. Hey, thanks, Bryce, for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. And until next time, guys, we'll catch you on the next episode.